they're like more occupancy than they've ever been. And you would never think that because it's not like a B2C platform per se. Right. Let's take LinkedIn versus like Instagram. A lot of these professionals, uh, they make more money, number one. They're on here even if they don't engage and their parents are the perfect age for nursing home facilities. Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I'm a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome to this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, the, the only resource that you need to know the inner workings of the nursing home world. Today, I have the honor to have Shanae Moray on the Nursing Home Podcast. Shanae is a healthcare marketing phenom, content creator, cancer survivor, speaker, goodwill ambassador of public health. Thank you, Shanae, for coming on the Nursing Home Podcast. Thank you so much, and I'm really grateful to be here. Thanks for the invite. Well, it's it's a pleasure to have you on. So for our listeners who don't know who you are yet, Shanae, and for mm-hmm. myself as well, can you tell us a little bit about how your journey went from being where you are to your relationship now with the healthcare, um, the healthcare yeah. work, the way you're involved? Yeah, here? yeah, 100%. So in like mid-2018, my daughter got sick and she was about maybe like a year and some change at the time. And I was uh, previously working for a physician, like kind of staffing agency. Anyway, she got sick. She was admitted like 14 days in the hospital and they were like pressuring me to go back to work. So I just kind of made a decision to like go off on my own because my original original talent is like copywriting and I understood the healthcare space pretty well. So in one month I replaced my full time income at that job through just like healthcare copywriting like freelance. Uh fast forward a few months, November of twenty eighteen, I start creating content on LinkedIn and uh, my videos uh did really well even from the first one. And then that's how I met my co-founder of MedSnake Media because she did medical, she does medical billing. And when she would credential and set up the nursing homes and these private practices, she would need somebody in marketing to, you know, get patients for these people. And so we actually merged. And in December of 2018, we created MedSnake Media. So what we do is we provide healthcare marketing services and then medical billing and credentialing services for long-term care facilities. Okay. Wow. That, that's, that's quite a mouthful and quite, yeah. uh, quite a journey <laughs> in a very short span. I know. So you have a, so you were, you have a copywriting background before uh, the last job uh, that you did. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, that's a good question. I was actually straight out of school, uh, college, undergrad. I was recruited by Audi and they trained me a lot to do uh, copywriting for their marketing campaigns. And I did really, really well, but then I loved healthcare. And then that job offered me, you know, a very, very good deal. And so I was doing healthcare copywriting, but I was just doing it for somebody else, you know? Got it. So again, which company was that? 
it was like a physician staffing agency. I don't Got even. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Florida, pro healthcare source, but um, it. it was tiny. You know, like my my evolution has like progressed a lot. So I thought that was a big company back then, but it really wasn't. Got it. Got it. So you're you're coming. You know, you coming up. You have your your experience with healthcare copywriting a little bit, and then you get to, this really ties into the other podcast a little bit, you got that defining moment. I actually saw that post today um, of how you got that text from your former boss when you were stuck yep. in the hospital, which by the way, I can relate to completely because my daughter was, I think four weeks old or less. Oh, my wife won't be happy with me. Maybe three weeks old. And she, she was also in the hospital for a similar amount of time. I know it's like to wow. be kind of stuck there and put your whole life on hold. And mm-hmm. you got that uh, very cold text, like, you know, figure yourself out and just make exactly. it happen. In other words, as if you had your priorities mixed up and, you know, that was like the wake up call. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I working for Exactly. People? I was like, well, like basically it was a big risk for me too. Right. Because I'm my daughter's like only provider. So it was like make it or break it. I told my mom, I was like, listen, I'm going to try to replace my income. And that was my income then. And actually, like the third week, um, I got a freelance contract with somebody in the healthcare space. And I was like, wow. And then that just motivated me even more. You understand? Because I was like, wow, I can really do what I love, work, you know, for myself. And it just, it just fueled itself from there. And then especially early 2019 to now, just the way that we've grown on LinkedIn, it's really been a blessing because a lot of the healthcare decision makers that own nursing homes and you know, the, you know this, that when you own one nursing home, you're usually involved with like five to 10 to 20, you know what I mean? Throughout mm-hmm. the state. So mm-hmm. uh, our content and like our visibility has been able to, you know, gain us uh, the chance to build relationships with these decision makers. And it's amazing. So, that is amazing. And there, there is, there is, I think, some confusion in regards to LinkedIn, which we know how hot it is. And that doesn't mean that it's going to cool down. But it, like you said, like the decision makers are actively engaged in this business slash social media right. platform. And people, some people have a hard time wrapping their heads around this before they jump in. And they're like, it's great that you have good content. And not everybody can create the content you know, that you create it, but you're, you have a gift and you can create engaging content. You also, you're not, you're open, you're vulnerable and you share your authentic self and that resonates right. with people. So now you have a, a, a great following on LinkedIn and, I, and right. I'm, I'm a nursing homeowner. I'm going through my feed and I say, Oh, Sinead, look at this. Every post is amazing. And that's such a heartfelt video. And here's something very practical about business and all these and tons of engagement. That's great. Now, what's the next step? And I'm asking this not just to know your system. I'm asking this for mm-hmm. other people in the nursing home space on either side of the table, either as providers or as vendors or as family members. How, does, how, do, the, how do the dots connect from being... Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, a great, that's actually a great question, right? Because there's a lot of people that have my similar engagement or even 10 times my engagement or following, but like they're not necessarily attracting the type of leads that we're attracting because it's not just are you attracting leads it's like the quality of the leads you're attracting 
So the next step would be to have a profile that's optimized for whatever you do. So because I do healthcare marketing, if I, you know, on average, I'm bringing, let's say 15,000 people a week to my profile, I need to make sure that those people know that I'm in healthcare once they visit my profile. So it's about optimizing your bio, like your about, your headline, your endorsements, like your skills and your recommendations and making it easy for them to, you know, find your website after that and to also contact you because some people don't even have their email or anything on LinkedIn. Uh, so we have like a text line, we have an email and we have optimized, you know, our profiles so that people understand that we're in healthcare, how we can help them and who we can help right when they land on our profile. Got it. No, I see that. I'm actually looking at your LinkedIn profile right now and I see that you've done a phenomenal job at doing exactly that with the skills and recommendations. Now, my question is that now, assuming that you have all this done, and, and, mm -hmm. and it's amazing, I still, I still don't know, and this is the honest truth, I still don't know what product or service you do offer for the healthcare right. world. So, right. so, go ahead. Do you want me to explain, or, mm -hmm. or you have a question? No, 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 go ahead. Yeah, so, so okay. how does that work? What, what is the product? Okay, so basically, you know, a lot of people will contact us and be like, hey, I need marketing for our healthcare facility, but, you know, what do you do? So we specialize in a couple of things. We specialize in building healthcare brands and positioning some of their providers as thought leaders on LinkedIn. So we could take a nursing home and we could increase their patient acquisition just through LinkedIn strategy. We can also position some of the providers because we also work with hospitals within hospitals um, as thought leaders. Let's say they're like um, a doctor that's an OBGYN. We can position them as a thought leader to bring more traction to the hospital. Um, and another thing that we kind of specialize in is healthcare compliance and training videos for like home health and you know just videography so anything with positioning a thought leader in healthcare or your brand in the b2b space on linkedin that's up okay so i'm just processing this so are you purposely vague as to what the actual product is because you want the phone call yes Okay, because I've, some people there, they have a, a profile, and like you mentioned before, they, they, have, they have great following, they have great engaging content, and people love them. They come to mm -hmm. their profile, but then it says, this is what I do. I do X. It's very clear. Right. If I want X, then continue down and you know, send me an email, or here's my cell phone number. If you don't want X, then keep on scrolling to the next person, or look yeah, at someone else. On purpose, I'm purposefully vague for a few reasons. So number one, I want to know what people need. We didn't really offer healthcare compliance videos until we got like about 10 calls for the same thing. Then I did research on the space. We did a pilot project. We did amazing. And then we attracted more clients. So um, we have case studies with the LinkedIn strategy and now with the healthcare compliance, you know, because if you're too specific, like what if you need something similar, then you won't reach out to me just because you think I do one thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so, so, so the so provider I'm training videos, well, two things, yeah. I have two questions for you. One of them I'm going to put on my administrator hat for a minute and I'm going to be skeptical and I'm going to say that it just by positioning my facility, my company as thought leaders on LinkedIn, is that really going to influence the case manager in the hospital? Is that really going to influence the resident or the family member, the decision maker, in choosing where to send their loved one? 
and should it be influencing their decision? Yes, it does influence the decision. And we do it just based on how many beds we sell. So, like, we don't do it based on, like, oh, like, opinions. Mm-hmm. So we're working with a Jerry Psych facility now in Arizona. We mm-hmm. launched the LinkedIn strategy. And it takes about, like, three months to, like, generate real traction. But they're, like, more occupancy than they've ever been. And you would never think that because it's not, like, a B2C platform, per se. Right, exactly. It's a B2B platform. But we've targeted, you know, local churches, local hospitals, just any any type of company with a relationship with elderly people, and you'd be surprised. Also, the personal connections, because let's take LinkedIn versus like Instagram. A lot of these professionals, uh, they make more money, number one. They're on here even if they don't engage, and their parents are the perfect age for nursing home facilities. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a knockout punch. Well, you, that's, yeah. that's mind bending what you just said because everyone looks at LinkedIn as the B2B space. And if you have a B2B exactly. product, why are you there? But the, for consumers are also professionals, right? There's not two worlds out there. The people who have jobs and the homeless people who just consume the whole day, right? Consumers exactly. have to, they have to finance their consumption. And the way they do it is through their professional life, which is spent on LinkedIn. So, right. So if, if you, they see, you know, whether they're in your space or not, whether whatever, if somebody sees that you're the nursing home that cares the most about their mom or their dad, and they see that, let's say over six months, when their parents need that, you're going to be the first person that they think of because it's like a drip. And they're just automatically going to associate your brand with helping their family. So that's how we do wow. it. Even though it's a B2B platform, there's so much because... Remember, B2C, it's still people in B2B. They're just professionals. So they're still going through things. Their parents get sick. And they really are, when you look at the demographics, their parents are the perfect age for, you know, nursing homes. And they're wow. the decision makers for them. Yeah. Wow. So I, I wonder how much further this could be branched out. Because it's, know, true right? that it's, yeah, because it's true that a lot of the professionals, on a lot of professionals who are, you know, let's see, lurking on LinkedIn and stalking or whatever you want to call them who are just looking at the content and not engaging. I mean, there, there's a broad range. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me. It sounds like that you, that you do, but you, I'm sure there are a lot of other verticals out of healthcare, uh, you know, even for schools. Uh, it depends, you know, how, what type of, I don't know. I'm just trying to process this because what you're saying completely changes LinkedIn is almost like the secret networking business party that those consumers don't even know is going on. That's how most people look exactly. at it. Exactly. So like exactly. if you're, you're trying to influence decision makers, you know, if, if you want to sell a product to a nursing home company, then LinkedIn is your perfect place, which is, and, and, 100% you're, because and you're doing it both ways, to, right? You're, right, you're, I don't you're double to, dipping. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like I don't have to go to the VP of marketing anywhere. Because if the owner reaches out to me and tells me what they need, like, it's a done decision. So LinkedIn can also help expedite. Like, when you're dealing with a person that has the purse and, you know, can make a decision maybe after talking to one or two partners, it's different than starting with the purchasing manager and then working your way up and then scheduling a meeting in a month. You're, you're like, bypassing all of that. Yeah, I mean, you're doing serious, heavy inbound marketing where they're chasing you, and not only are they chasing you for your products, but they're they're actually helping you shape your company, and I mean, you're allowing them to do it by remaining flexible 
in exactly what your products and services are so that you're kind of creating your company around the demand of your, exactly. your clients and customers, which is really phenomenal. That's uh, really what we've done. But you said you got into provider training videos. Okay. That, sound, that yeah. sounds random. How did that happen? Okay, so actually that happened because a few home care um, apps that were like a, a home care app and a home care investor were acquiring like different home care agencies and they were different. So they asked me, they're like, hey, do you do health care compliance videos? And I'm like, well, I'm going to be honest, I don't. But when you do the research, like they're being like so overpriced and there's only like maybe like four companies out there. So I was like, hey, like we'll do it at a discount because also like this is business. So I tried to just get my foot in the door. So I said, let's just do a pilot project. It was like service videos, in-service, like how to wash your hands, like how to transfer patients from the bed to the chair, you know, for home care providers. And that's so that they don't have to go to class so that you understand, like they could like watch this online virtually. Mm -hmm. And we did it. We did a pilot project. And then it's like its own little niche. And I fell in love with that under service niches. And I was like, okay, we're running with this. So we just keep getting more and more inquiries. Because like I said, a lot of these, like for one video, some of these people were getting charged like $40,000. And I think that that's a little high. Yeah. Yeah. But that also gives you a great way to price yourself. If you can compete on the product, which, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be a monopoly. It used to be that to make the videos, you had to have expensive high-end equipment. Exactly. And, and, you know, and people had to know about you and people were entrenched. Now, if you have anything smart to say, you know, everyone has a megaphone to talk to the whole world if you use it correctly. Exactly. And you, I'm sure you can make, I know you can make a very high, high-end, high-quality, engaging videos with just a smartphone. No, it's it's yeah. not the it's not it's not the tools. It's the content. It's the talent, and uh, you know now we can all do that. And hundred percent. And that's really like, especially with sales videos. Like sales videos, you used to be able to like, let's say you pay ten thousand dollars for a product sales video. The problem is if you pay for that now, like you can continue to use it in email campaigns. But once you post it online, like the post is dead. Like you can't post that for thirty days straight. That's just not how the world is evolving. So, you know, training videos are very expensive because you could use them for like three to four years. There's a lot of HIPAA compliance in them and stuff, but we really, um, so that's just like one niche and expertise that we're like building on just because we got that chance and there was a need. Wow. So, but it's, uh, there's also the the can-do attitude which you know some people like you know that's not my thing um which 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 could be dangerous because if you're everything to everybody then you know you could be the jack of all trades yeah exactly some people 100 percent. so i just said yes because we really do enjoy video production and it's already something that we do for the clients that we represent on linkedin you know what i mean so we had everything we needed it was just a different type of video production and that's also something that I love. Um, if like people ask us for different type of stuff all the time, like do we do like, are we SEO experts? Do we do like Google ads? And like we turn, like that's not our thing. So we'll either refer them or we just say, no, that's, you know, I don't have a problem saying no. And that's, mm-hmm. like you said, that's really important in business because if you're always saying yes, you know, not all money is good money. And then you're not gonna be known for like the master of that one thing. 
Yeah, because you won't be the master of that one thing. You spread yourself too thin. Uh, exactly. You better go very narrow and focused and build on it and then build more things until people are telling you to do other things like provider training videos. Right. And, now, and people outside of healthcare contact us all the time too, but we really try to stay within healthcare because that's also just what we love. You know, I'm a cancer survivor and Courtney's son is a liver cancer survivor. So wow, wow. like we, we stay in healthcare because, you know, people outside of the healthcare industry contact us all the time. And I'm just like, sorry, like we only deal with healthcare. Wow. Wow. Um, so one thing that's clear um, is that you know, through creating, you know, having an engaged following on LinkedIn, you definitely, the, the business opportunities are wide open. Yeah. Now, if there's someone who's trying to establish themselves, right? So you were in the professional world and I, you know, you took the risk and, you know, you were successful to make that transition. But if someone's in the professional world, they're on LinkedIn, they're in the healthcare space, they're either working for, you know, they're working for another company, either as a healthcare provider or maybe one of the, you know, accessory businesses. And they want to kind of make that leap and they're building a following. Um, would you say that it's safe to just wait for people to come and start asking you things like, I mean, you have to be pretty far in, you have to be pretty entrenched and have like a massive following for, for people to start saying, Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Do you have to wait right. for that to happen? Or do you, is there a point where you can kind of figure it out before that? Um, we, okay. So this is like a tough question because we use this question a lot. Like, people that are not happy with their job or even physicians that like work for big hospitals or healthcare networks uh -huh. that like, let's say they want to do consulting on the side, but like, mm -hmm. how can they post on LinkedIn when their, you know, employer is going to see everything. So it gets really tricky. So that's like a complete HR um, question. Like some people can do it. Some employers don't like it, but for somebody just starting on LinkedIn, you don't need a huge following to, uh, to be able to live comfortably and like attract business like the first few months I was we were getting you know quality leads and I only had like a couple thousand followers interesting now did so, you have a targeted LinkedIn strategy to get those quality leads or did it kind um, of evolve I would connect with people in healthcare like like healthcare decision makers because I knew that who, you know, could make the decision to spend money on our service. Mm -hmm. So I just connected with them like a maniac and just put content in front of them. And I wow. just, especially video, it would attract a lot of leads. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you, Sinead, for coming on today. You shared a ton of value with us. Um, your perspective on the healthcare industry, your, you know, your personal experience on LinkedIn and, the business you've literally created uh, from your from your LinkedIn following. Any final thoughts for someone in the healthcare space working to develop a business on LinkedIn? That anything that you would guide them with, or any final words before we let you go? Um, I would just say build. Like people want to do business with people, they don't want to do business with companies, and that's why even the hospitals that we represent on LinkedIn it's important for them to have a face to their brand, you know, whether it's a CEO or whatever. So just be authentic and 
have people like you, you know, like build relationships with people and it should just happen naturally if you're consistent and give it at least 90 days because people quit way too soon. They get on LinkedIn for a week and then they're like, I didn't get a lead and then they quit. I've heard that too many times when you know, people are like, what do you mean? I, I posted three videos and yeah, I got a couple exactly. of likes, but no one, I didn't send out any contracts yet. What's going on? Yeah. I always tell people, give it 90 days. Okay. Okay. Um, Sinead, it's again, it's been a pleasure having you on Likewise. the podcast today. And is there any place that you would want to send the listeners if they want to learn more about you other than LinkedIn or is LinkedIn the best place for them to go? The LinkedIn is the best place for them to go. Okay, awesome. So they can just put in Shanae Moray into LinkedIn and they'll get your your optimized profile and be able to see everything yeah. uh, that you're doing with your company. Thank you so much for coming on the Nursing Home Podcast today. We really appreciate it. Awesome. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast. Be sure to share this episode with all of your friends in the nursing home industry and just tell them to head on over to the nursinghomepodcast.com. In the meantime, head on over to iTunes. Leave me an honest, wonderful review. Take a screenshot of it and I will send you a gift straight and special for you. Again, head on over to iTunes. Leave me an honest review. Take a screenshot of it and send it on over to me on LinkedIn. Now be sure that we send something out special just for you. Have an awesome day.